Broadcasting from the studios of Business Radio X, it's time for Advisory Insights, brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, serving clients nationwide with tailored service and exceptional results. Now, here's your host. Welcome, everyone, to Advisory Insights, Stuart Overman. Folks, we're going to drill it down today. So, in the great resignation, in the great boomerang, uh, in the great process of I'm going to hang around for the job for a while and see what it does, I'm going to lay low. Assuming that you had an interview that was squeaky clean, as we mentioned on some other podcasts, assume that you did everything correct, you loved your candidate. Now you got to have, you're going to offer them the job. This is where it gets sort of tricky. We're going to take you through today, the topic for today, best practices for employee offer letters. You're probably thinking, well, I really don't even offer my employees an offer letter. That's a big mistake. Every employee that you hire should have some type of offer letter. I don't care what the industry you're in. Your employees need an offer letter. Now, we've seen some disastrous offer letters. We've seen some good ones. I want to walk through some basics. I mean, there's there's so many things that, you know, our offer letters that we offer our employees at the firm, um, you obviously are very long. Some may be very short, but I want to walk through some basics. So first and foremost, the key is that employee offer letters should never, ever, ever be considered an employee contract. If you have any doubt whether or not your offer letter is an employee contract, I would urge you to to call your local counsel, whoever your, your general counsel is for the, for the business. Ask them, does this have employment contract language in it? Am I going to get burned? I want all language that creates an employment contract out. I want all that language out. At no time should your offer letters ever, ever, ever have language in there regarding employment contract. Now, I want to work, I want to walk through some basics. You know, there for every job, there are so many variables for an employment contract, but I get that. But I want an offer letter. What's the guidelines? What are you doing up front? What are the obligations of you? What are the obligations of your employee without even entering into an employment contract? There's millions and millions of people that have you know, jobs don't have co- contracts, but they should have offer letters which outline certain things. I want to know what your start date is. That should be in an offer letter. When do you start? Do you start in two weeks? Is it tentative? Is it dependent on whether or not your candidate has to get fired, laid off from the other job or quit? Contingencies. First and foremost, you, know, you got to be careful with this one. Are you requiring that employee to pass a drug test? Now, why do I say that? Because states are starting to limit blood, um, excuse me, drug tests. Now, in our previous podcast, we talked about employees and employers that are dealing with the marijuana issue. That's a huge topic right now. Our employers working around the marijuana issue, some don't want to test for it, some don't want to want to panels, drug tests. But you got to be careful. So people in this podcast are listening not only in different countries, but different parts of the region and in, in, in the states. What is your local, local ordinance? What does your local state say about, what does the federal law say about drug tests? Next, background tests, screening. We're seeing a lot of pushback on this issue. 
you got to make sure you understand what your local and state law is for this. Job title. Well, I don't really have a job title. We did just come to work. That's not going to work in today's world. They need a job title. What's their title? And then does it correspond with the employee manual? So I have a job title, but I have no job description. So really, the title is, is worthless because you've got no description as to what that guideline is. How, do you, how are you tracking your employees and what, what their protocols are? Job titles, job descriptions in that employee manual. I, I will tell you, at, at the podcast we're doing and articles that we write as a firm, we can't stress enough employee manuals. And it's going to vary from industry, but if you don't have an employee manual, folks, you got to get one. Because otherwise, you're going to lose a lot of a lot of governmental arguments um, that relate to employment law, and, and you know, and those kind of things. So, salary: How are you paid? Are you exempt? Non-exempt? Here's a new one: Are you salary non-exempt? Are you hourly non-exempt? How are you categorized? You need to know that. Is what you're categorizing legal? What are your benefits? Health insurance, paid vacation. What does your employee manual say? PTO, leave, folks. You got to put the, you got to put your benefits down. Four hundred one ks, matching, simple IRAs, matching. What's what's the protocols? What do you need to put in there? Now, what we see a lot of times is missing is performance reviews. How often are you going to do performance reviews? Once a year once a quarter, every six months. Now, when a candidate starts, do you have a 90-day review period? Hopefully, the answer to that is yes, I do. If not, get one. Now, biggest question, employment at will. Every person you hire should be at will. Depending on the state, it will depend on how they define at will. But every, every, every offer letter needs to say at will. Next, Special conditions, two very hot topics on this on the local state and le- local state national level. Non competes, folks. We're seeing a lot, a lot of pushback on these areas. We're starting to see some trends regarding imp- how much you make as an employee. Is that even? Do you even apply to that um, non compete if you make you know over hundred thousand, over hundred twenty? You know what profession are you in? Do you have restrictions on your non competes? You got to look at that, folks. Especially if you are a cross border company, where you may have you know twenty employees that work in twenty different states. You know, sometimes I'll ask the question to our, our employers. You know, what states are your employees in, and what states do you need guidance on? And their answer is, it's easier to tell you what states we're not in than the states that we are in. So again, what are we looking at? Non-solicitation. I don't care what your title is or what your job description is if you're an employee. Folks, your employers need non-solicitation. If they leave, they're taking their they're taking their stuff. They're taking their list. They're taking their confidential information. They're taking their letter they're taking your letterheads. They're taking everything they're using because they're going to the next level. They're going to the next company and they're going to utilize whatever they whatever they learned from you or, or Skyped from you or, or lifted from you, whatever you want to call the term. Folks, I, I tell you, that's, that's a quick podcast, but it is so very important that one, you interview your candidate 
in the proper way. And we've discussed that on previous podcasts. Two, that you know exactly what you can do as far as drug tests and background tests. Do you even allow those? Once you get past that step, I want you to do offer letters. Again, if you don't have a, a offer letter that you need counsel to review, get one. I cannot stress that enough. You've got to have guidelines for your employees. Salary, benefits, performance reviews, special conditions. Folks, they're all critical. Sometimes they will make or break a company depending on who's, who's coming and who's going. Folks, that is all for today's podcast. Offer letters. You got to have them, folks. You got to have them. Stuart Oberman, Advisory Insights. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call. Oberman Law Firm, 770-886-2400. Or email me, Stuart at, it's S-T-U-A-R-T at ObermanLaw.com. Folks, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us on Advisory Insights. This show is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a business-centric law firm representing local, regional, and national clients in a wide range of practice areas, including healthcare, mergers and acquisitions, corporate transactions, and regulatory compliance.